Our world has a rhythm. We all sense it. But only a few truly feel it. It is found in the smallest moments. In every step of a perilous journey. In the symmetry of ritual. In the bonds we share. teaches us to look beyond the expected. To be a light in dark places. To seek answers. And to stand watch over our world. Our world has a rhythm. We all sense it. But only a few truly feel it. Our world has a rhythm, we all sense it, but only a few truly feel it. This is Everwild. It is a really interesting game that is coming out from Rare being published by Xbox Game Studios. If you're listening to this, you might be wondering, why is this on a Sea of Thieves feed? And Honestly, the reason for it is because uh, this is going to be an episode dedicated to the celebration of Earth Day. The reason I wanted to put this out now is because Everwild seems to be a game that is really calling for people uh, to become these Eternals. That these Eternals are charged with watching over and nurturing all life. Uh, we first found out about the game back in November 13th of 2019 at XO19. And it was really beautiful to actually watch that. But without more knowledge of what this game is going to become, we can only really guess, speculate, and hope that some of the things that happen in these trailers will come to fruition as we wait and see what Rare has in store for us with Everwild. And with that, I wanted to reach out to the Everwild Discord community. Uh, they have been a very interesting and lovely bunch of folks who have been spending most of their time coming up with names and for all the creatures and coming up with different ideas of what's going to be going on with uh, the actual game itself. So I, I reached out to Carry the Legend and actually I reached out to a lot of folks uh, to get some either recorded videos uh, or, or audio and just get a chance to talk with them and carry the legend or ever hour owl over on the uh, everwild discord uh stepped up and decided to spend some time with me uh to record some of our thoughts about 
Everwild and to give folks who may not have been paying too much attention to this game a little idea on how the community is treating it and uh, what we what we think and like about it. So it was an amazing time getting to sit down and chat with uh, her about this, and I hope that you all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. So uh, with that, let's move on. The reason why I was thinking about this um, of doing this was actually because they had recently had Louise O'Connor on the Women of Xbox podcast, uh, and she was she was kind of talking about something that was really interesting about how they've been watching like a lot of uh, like Planet Earth videos and stuff, and how like the, just the sheer nature of their game seems to revolve around like the world and nature and how everything has this kind of kind of intertwining uh nature to it or or just kind of how everything's kind of goes in and about it and i i wanted to you know obviously i put out the call on the everwild discord in the discussion channel um because for one the everwild discord is is got a lot of people but it's it's still relatively small compared to like sea thieves and yeah. I feel like we've kind of been invested in this game. You know, I see a lot of crossover with uh, with Sea of Thieves, and a lot of people that are just fans of Rare tend to tend to kind of pop in on this. But there's a, a definitely a select few people. So, Ever Owl, you're you're one of the few people that have kind of been in the Everwild discussion uh since we saw the first trailer like back in 2019 was it in XO when they got the first reveal um so just kind of to to start off I was really kind of curious what were your kind of first impressions of that initial trailer that we got um I mean I thought it was beautiful I I love games with a lot of life in them I like seeing a whole bunch of animals moving around and being in the world and being part of the world so everything's not so static yeah um and so my first hope for that was that the world would um you know reflect what they've shown us so far that you know there's there's so many animals they're 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 surviving they're exploring um they seem interested in humans and vice versa um like i I want to see that sort of world in a game, and I think that Everwild is very promising for that. It really is. It feels like they've they've really kind of latched onto the idea of needing to be one of these Eternals, which are the player characters, and really kind of fostering uh, a sense of care and growth and in promoting a balance in this world. Um, through a lot of the videos, it's it's really clear that the Eternals are trying to live their own life, but at the same time, it looks like their their whole purpose in life is to help ensure that things are are growing naturally and that you know things aren't aren't getting too out of hand. Um, we've seen some some videos. We've had a couple videos since releasing a director's commentary. But there was one video uh, section that I that I was thinking about in particular about how there were four Eternals with staves who were creating a barrier, either by ritual or just through you know understanding of how how 
these these bugs, these um, kind of locust style eating everything in their path uh, creatures were coming along and through and following in, in large trails as they as they moved through this forest and they were trying to protect this one tree which still had a little bit yeah. of life to it. And it was so interesting that given that the whole area was probably consumed down to, you know, not having any kind of life, that there was this one particular tree that had little little wind chimes, I guess, or, or little uh, little little attachments or affixments to it, uh, that they that the I'm, I'm imagining the Eternals put on the tree and they were trying to save it. And it was really interesting to think about how in a lot of these videos, it feels like the Eternals are trying to save uh, creatures that need help or, or plants that need help. And it seems like they're, they're acting as guardians. And do you think that that's going to be kind of the, the main uh, drive for the Eternals as we play them? I think most definitely, because we see, we see them, you know, not only save that tree, but I think it was in the same trailer where we saw them rescue that baby bloom deer mm-hmm. from sickness. Yeah. Um, so, in yeah, there's going, I really do see it being a game where you can connect with the animals and then protect them and then use them to, well, not, not use them, but work with them. Like we saw with the, the big bushy, mustached animal to kind of find balance and restore where there's you know sickness or hurt somewhere yeah yeah and i I was wondering uh because way back in 20 gosh i think it was 2019 that i noticed uh we had kind of like all kind of discussed what we thought some of the animals names should be or at least what we were going to refer to them as. So we've kind of yes. we've kind of latched on to like bloom deers. Um, I think the big the big fluffy animal that you're talking about that walrus. A walrus. Uh, there's obviously the the big um, salamander style with the uh, with with the fish inside of it or the little salamanders inside of it, which uh, is the uh, fat amander. Those are definitely big. Yeah, the fat amander. Yeah, and it's a super creative name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and we had a, what was it? The, the little, the little There's, bat bird kind of guy. Um, I can't remember what those were I, called. I think, I think we landed on Crowbat. Hold on. I, I actually have an entire list oh, saved here. Yeah. So let me get it pulled up. Ooh, oh, where is he? We, okay. We had little hoppy ones. I think those were hoppy gliders. Yep, the, the hoppy gliders and the birds were pointy flat flaps. <laughs> the uh, the purple fish that were swimming around the the eternal, the eternal. yeah, the uh, plum gliders. Hmm, that's a good name. You know, that's that's another thing. You know, why why were those fish reacting to the eternal like that? Um, yeah, uh, I actually about that i was thinking um in in most games when you're damaged sometimes there's a way to to regenerate your your health yeah and it made me think very 
feeling. Yeah, yeah. It made me think that that, that pool was kind of a, a meditation pool where it kind of revitalized whatever whatever magic or, or uh, uh, essence that you have that you use to draw out different spells or uh, rituals to help try and heal things. Because I can imagine with the way that the game is, you know, obviously they they are doing rituals to to help kind of heal the bloom deer and, uh, yeah. and protect the trees. I imagine that there has to be a, a, a give and a take with that. You know, the Eternals are Eternals for a reason. Uh, whatever they can do is something that is not always a uh it's not always a in in an an endless well of resource and i was thinking that 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 moment in the pool with the uh, plum gliders was a moment of kind of revitalizing and restoring that that essence to them to be able to continue doing that and they were using they were just naturally drawn to the essence uh being restored into the eternal and they just kind of like it's kind of a a calming moment where they're just like, Hey, you know, we're, we're here. We support you. Thank you. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting because that's, that sort of makes it a cycle. And we saw them change the Everwild um, symbol on discord yeah. to, yeah, no. to the cycle with what looks like the human, the, the deer or some sort of four legged animal and some sort of, jellyfish or maybe spirit yeah yeah i'm glad looks like that they're going in a circle yep and i was i was it's funny that you you bring that up because i i noticed that and i was i was wanting to talk with someone about it too because it as the video that we got uh about what was it about eight months ago or so we we did kind of get that essence that you know, everything is a cycle. Everything is is in tandem with each other, and there's a there's a flow and a and a rebirth to everything. And we we found out about these spirits, and it's clear that these spirits uh, have a, a role to play, but we've never seen the the re you know how that works. So it makes me wonder if the spirits are making eternals, and then the internals are caring for the creatures in this world and then the creatures are then uh what turn into the the spirits um when they pass and then that energy is then passed along to the eternals to help guide more creatures that's really interesting yeah okay one more thing i want to bring up yeah i don't i don't know if this is like something anybody else has really thought about too much i know i've mentioned it in the discord but you see the little spirit looking uh thing on the everwild picture yeah the looks an awful lot like the uh the mushrooms or ghosty mm-hmm. things that were outside of the spooky puma animals cave so it yeah, we... So could it be possible that those are spirits? Because he's got the dead bloom deer in there with, with him. Oh, gosh. That's, you know, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. I hadn't really, I hadn't really considered that as, as a possibility, but you're right. Because, yeah, we, we don't really see, we haven't really seen, like, a good understanding of, uh, 
you know, what happens when a creature dies. And it is, it is definitely very plausible that when a creature dies, those little, those little mushroom things come up, uh, and, and you, you start to get an understanding of, you know, this is where, this is where the spirit, the essence of each creature comes from. Uh, and in that, you know, we, we kind of understand like how that all works. Um, Speaking of the the uh, spumas, which are the just the spooky puma creatures, if if people are are wondering, Ooh. sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just repeating it. Spumas. It's yeah. fun to say. It it is fun to say. Um, it's it's interesting to think about how, like in this world, it's clear. It's it's not really clear, but it's it's clear that there are aggressive animals, and. In that scene in the the XO nineteen announcement trailer, um, the Eternals are kind of kind of sneaking up on this situation. You know, we see the Spuma in the cave uh, where with the right. with the dead uh, Bloom Deer, and as we as you kind of look at it, you know, the Eternals are definitely creeping up. They're crouched, uh, just kind of slowly looking at what's going on in the situation, but we don't really know much about. Uh, you know, the, the little, and it's hard to describe, so I'm trying to do my best. Um, so hopefully folks will give me a little slack on that, but there's definitely a little mist that is around the rocks with these little mushroom spirits, uh, which just have like a couple little glowing eyes and the little hood shape, uh, faces. And it definitely seems like, you know, they are kind of the, the, uh, spirits. I always think of, um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, but it's a uh, Mononoke Hime or uh, uh, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. There's always yes. the forest spirits in that. Yeah, with the little like three spots for the face. Yeah, yeah, and they're adorable. They sound like rattles. Yes, yeah, and yeah, it makes me wonder if if Everwild is pulling some of that uh, cultural history from Japan into this world as a representative of the balance between life death and what the job of the eternals is, is to ensure that there's a balance between that and that there isn't excessive use because it feels like to me that this game is is trying to draw attention to nature and earth and trying to give people a way to connect with nature that normally we might not be paying attention to and hopefully bring a little bit of, of awareness to what we're how we're treating our world the irony being that we're playing a video game on a bunch of technology that is definitely not natural so i was wondering uh you still have that list of um different creatures uh did you have any others that you wanted to bring up that you really enjoy just um just the names mm, yeah of them or okay because i think you've well, obviously the uh oh what, what was that well, i was just gonna say i think you've probably got them down a lot better than i do yeah okay so i guess i'll just start from the top and move my way down um, awesome i suppose so we have the bloom deer obviously the the large orange um orange maned deer uh he he looks Okay, he he's got like mushrooms on his neck and blooms for antlers. And if you look at 
where where we first find them, they there are orange mushrooms on the sides of the trees mm-hmm. where they live. And I've always kind of wondered why they look so similar. Is it like a parasitic thing? Maybe it's something from the trees that's moving to the deer or the deer to the trees, or maybe it's just coincidence or I I always I'm not sure. I always wondered too, um, in nature a lot of the because they they den, they the bloom deer definitely have very elongated necks and one of the things that i see a lot in nature is uh the the kind of masking or natural camouflage that certain like insects or, or creatures will develop to help mask their presence uh in the way kind of like how zebra have stripes so that when they're right. in big herds it's harder for predators to discern the shape of, of one individual zebra in, I I tend to think that over the years in this world, uh, the bloom deer have just developed this natural design or this evolution of their, their aesthetic to kind of make it so that when they're in and amongst these trees with these different mushroom plateaus, uh, they kind of blend in with the background from a distance and it makes it harder for predators to, to tell, like a bloom deer from a tree. So that was kind of... And they just like foliage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just blend Why in. did that never occur to me? It's... <laughs> you know, I hadn't even... I was... <laughs> I, I don't know. I was like, is... I don't know. I guess I was assuming that it was actual mushrooms on the deer, but I think... Well, it could be. I think camouflage is a lot more obvious. Well, that's the fun thing is, is that we don't know. It, it totally could be a symbiotic relationship like the, the deer rub up against the trees and then the, the spores come off of the neck and the spores land on the trees and the, and the, you know, it helps kind of live on the trees and then the spores act as food for something like who knows what, what kind of crazy things could be going on in this world. But it, I, I, I appreciate the fact that there's multiple ways to kind of look at it and say like, yeah, I could totally see that. That could totally be a way about going uh, about seeing how this actually works out. So but we have uh, we have the bloom deer. We oh sorry. So I, I was just saying that's that's really interesting, and I like that, and I wish I thought of it because it's such a simple answer. <laughs> well, I'm a simple guy. What can I say? <laughs> I thought way too much about it. <laughs> well, that's the beauty is is that you know if you you know uh, the game's not out. If if rare listens to this, if if the Everwild team gets wind of this. Uh, then who knows? Maybe maybe they're like, oh, you know what? That actually is a, an interesting thing. Maybe we can tie that into the game. So we could we could influence the game. You never know. Um, Anything's possible at this point. It's true. It's true. Considering we know very very little, a lot of this is just what people have come up with. Yeah. Talking about it because we just don't know anything. We're making it all up. Yeah, which is kind of exciting. It's 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 fun to kind of play around with what we think this this is actually going to end up being and until it's actually kind of you know parsed out for us in the form of videos yeah. and discussions uh everything is possible at this point i'm very excited to see how close we are to it me too because i think a lot of folks have some really interesting ideas about uh what we're going to be doing um what do you think that we're going to be doing in this game oh man you know I just don't know. <laughs> um, 
uh, a, a running joke is that it's going to be a grass simulator and we're just going to be the, the turn-based uh, card card game grass simulator and we're just going to be grass. Yeah. Battle Royale. Yep. Which is... Which at this point is still possible. Very possible. We have no clue. Yes. Um, yeah, I've, I've talked to... Because uh, we, we have some... Uh, uh, Tamaz and, and um, uh, Vili, uh, Thor. Thor, you know, we've, we've got a bunch of, of regs in the uh, in the Discord, and we're always kind of trying to build on whatever the next goofy idea is that, that we think this game's going to be. But I, I was telling uh, Thor von Blitz or Thor Thor on Bloomdeer um, that there's there's no way I'm playing this game if it's a card battler. Uh, I will only play it if it's an RPG, if I can play as the grass, uh, but as individual blades. And it's just a roguelike that every time a blade gets cut, I just come back as a different blade. So I hopefully everyone gets their wish and there's options. And there's, there's so many types of grass. I mean, you could really go wild with it because you have like field grass you have like lawn grass. Would you? There's meadow grass. Would you say that the possibilities are ever wild? <sighs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yes, and <laughs> I mean back. I guess I guess going back to your original question, what I think the game could be about. Um. Honestly, just as simple as, um helping create a balance and protecting the the earth and the world around you there's there's not a whole lot to go off of and i've not really been thinking so much of the gameplay as i have been of the world and who's in it mm -hmm. um myself oh goodness yeah there's uh I... sorry i'm i'm just thinking i don't I'm thinking of what kind of story it could be. Obviously, there's going to be the uh, the the beetle plague that we saw with the. I I, I thought they looked like beetles. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. Some sort of illness that the baby bloom deer was under, which baby bloom deer are called blossoms. That's a fact. I don't make the rules. <laughs> so everyone knows now. Baby. Yes, baby bloom deer, deer are blossoms. blossoms. I love that show. Um, I was thinking in in my mind when I was trying to think logically of of like okay, well this has to be a game. What are the what are the going to be the daily things that you do in this game? I was thinking about how feed your bloom deer. Yeah. <laughs> Forage for mushrooms, feed your bloom deer, grab some water. You think it'll be a survival game? I kind of hope it is. I think I think there's going to be survival aspects, um, just based on the kind of tone that I think uh, Louis O'Connor and uh, them have kind of portrayed. Is I think it's going to be a little more relaxing of a survival game. If it is a survival game, uh, I don't think that they want folks to feel tied to food and water mechanics. Um, I think that they want right. I think they want people to be able to live in this world in a very relaxed state. So the way I've been kind of uh, approaching it is more that there's going to be an open world and we'll have different areas that 
you can travel to. Uh, they've talked a lot about having different regions. So I think that there's going to be an open world aspect with different regions that you'll explore. And as you explore, you'll come across these different creatures and you'll build bonds with them in the area. And then there are going to be missions that you have to accomplish. And I, I use missions in the in the most game sense of the term. Uh, whatever they actually call them is, is going to be different, I'm sure. But I just have a sense that you'll you'll run into a region and you'll find out that there is a, a plague of beetles that are, are going around chewing through the forest and you'll have to do something to try and protect a certain number of trees or certain trees that still have life. And that'll be the goal for that, that section. Whereas another one, you'll come into a region that's being overhunted and there are bloom deer who have been uh, killed by spumas and they will have their their babies will be malnourished as a result of their parents being killed. And it'll be up to you to uh, revitalize the, the blossoms so that they can actually uh, kind of live on and, and, and grow up and, and help kind of keep that balance. And then you've got other situations where there are areas that are just too too overgrown and you need to use uh some of the uh the oh gosh what are they called the walrus the walrus to i was just thinking pull down some of the trees use the animals. so that's that's kind of the uh the the sense that i've been getting is is that it feels like the eternals are uh taking animals with a relationship and helping the helping have those animals bring balance to nature um, because if one thing gets out of hand, there's not always a good answer for it. You know, if, if, a, if a type of insect gets brought into a different region, that insect can massively destroy entire acres worth of land. And unless something comes in to counteract it, then there's no good balance for, for this plague that's kind of ravaging through this forest and it's going to cause a lot more harm. Whereas as the Eternals which I, I'm, I'm assuming the reason they're called Eternals is because their spirit is something that kind of persists in the game and persists in the world. And then we'll, we'll always kind of be, there's always going to be Eternals, but they'll come in different forms or different people. And that's why they can look however they want. But each like reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah. Something similar to that kind of bringing more back into that, that idea of, of, uh, you know, always being in this cycle. So it makes me wonder, like, you know, are the Eternals destined to set out to do a certain role? And if that's the case, you know, are you going to uh, die at some point and then come back as a new Eternal with a different goal uh, in a, in a roguelike aspect? But it's it's still very big kind of question marks in my head, but the general gist is I feel like it's going to be one of those uh, co-op online multiplayer open world games where your goal is to slowly take care of the world using animals that you make connections with and you have to connect with different animals because of the different things that you need to do. So you may be you may have like a crowbat and the the crowbat or the the little bird with the with the leather like wings is going to be kind of your scout but you you'll also be able to make um you'll also make make bonds with uh 
uh oh gosh what are the 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 um the yak bunnies called bunny yak bunny yak i almost had it yeah bunny yak so the you're so close yeah just had to flip it around (laughs) so the bunny yaks i love those yeah they're adorable and and they seem like kind of a pack mule uh creature where you know whatever you're taking with you is going to be kind of uh their burden to carry as you kind of travel around the different regions and find different animals so i feel like they'll those are going to be like two creatures that are going to be by your side a lot uh but then you also see like a, a bloom deer with one of the eternals as they're kind of treading through some some fields so how if that's the type of game it is is that something that you're looking forward to playing or or would you want specific types of of gameplay for for the everwild that you want to play i mean that sounds kind of amazing and i'll be disappointed if it's not that (laughs) um you know as far as co-op i see a lot of people hoping for single player mode Mm. Um, i i hope that it's just whichever you would prefer I mean, I like exploring new worlds and having adventures with my friends. I really hope that I can explore Everwild with, um, with, with my friends and you know discover the world and build the the, the story and the progress with them. Yeah. But you know, some people prefer to go it alone. You know, maybe you just want to set out with your bloom deer and your crowbat and go exploring, which would be nice too. Yeah. I really hope that it's it's an option. I do too. Because there's people on both sides wanting to do it with their friends and wanting to do it solo. I think this is one where I could definitely see there being a way to have like a single player offline experience uh, with these or even a, a couch co-op situation to just have like an offline and an online mode. And given their experience with Sea of Thieves now, it seems like they they could really do with both um if it's one thing sea thieves has taught me is is that there's a, a a benefit to trying to serve every audience member but not every audience member is going to resonate with the the gameplay style that the game's in original intent is and there's never a good answer to those people as far as you know well i want sea thieves to be this type of game and there's there's never like a oh well let me point you to this game that perfectly reflects exactly what Sea of Thieves is but in the mode that you want, and unfortunately, it kind of wait it kind of comes down yeah. to needing a whole nother game, hopefully to help kind of sate that desire. So, I I do kind of hope that there is an in a one a single player mode offline or online. I just hope that there's something that allows people to enjoy this game especially if it's coming to game pass that people can download it pick it up and feel like they can play through it and enjoy it without necessarily needing a whole group to do stuff with yeah it um it absolutely it absolutely looks like something that that you could just hop into and just kind of fall into the world yeah i really love those those sorts of exploration um moments in games where you can just run in a straight line as far as you can Mm -hmm. and explore everything along the way it was definitely something i enjoyed with uh legend of zelda breath of the wild playing through that i definitely had the uh the, the love of looking out 
off the top of a, a spire, setting a waypoint and just going towards it and seeing like how long it took me to get there. Did I find anything weird or did I get distracted along the way? And I think I've had that. Yeah. That with Valheim. Yeah. Recently. Valheim's a just really running good. along your first uh your first shoreline and you see islands in the distance and you're like, what's out there? I wanna go see it. That feeling is one of the best feelings in games, and I feel like Everwild will really be able to capture that, especially with, um, you know, you you can see the uh, the plains mm-hmm. that that they were walking through with the big orange trees. Yeah, and you can see the mountain in in the distance that they're walking towards, and then later you see them going up what I would what I would assume would be that mountain, but also if you look closely in the distance in that scene where they're walking up the mountain and the rocks fall in the background there looks like there's ruins or buildings of some sort i'm not sure if it's in well maybe it was just in the artwork yeah i was looking at artwork and i saw the ruins yeah that's it's a it's an interesting aspect of the game that we we don't know a lot about especially so far um and it's it's clear that there's going to be there's going to be some history with this game uh that we have to kind of uncover we saw some of the different trailers uh show off like using using little creatures to help kind of uh uh, awaken um different like i don't even know carvings in the wall um there's one specific where it looks like a little butterfly with a light that one of the eternals actually what is it called Loomwing? That one has a name too. Oh, Loomwing. Okay. So. Loomwing. Oh, Loomwing. Oh, ah, uh, Luminary yeah, Wing. Yeah, I think. Okay. Either either that or the Everwisp. I'm not sure what it. Maybe it's the Everwisp, but maybe that's the glowy one. I'm looking at my list. I'm not sure. It looks like. I didn't specify. Uh, from the from the stuff that we were listing back in 2019, uh, looks like the butterfly is the Loomwing. Okay, so I'm a liar. No, no, you had it. <laughs> okay. So, no. uh, I was, I was confused. But we had those, um, we had that moment where it kind of fluttered off and it went up to the wall. And as it was going towards the wall, it actually illuminated, uh, what looked like a, the bloomed your spirit through the actual carvings. So it makes me wonder if there's going to be areas that we're going to have to, kind of awaken uh the the spirit in that area you know try and actually bring bring that spirit uh into the into the presence of the of the region and kind of help kind of flesh out its influence on the world around it and that's kind of our role is to as eternals is to try and walk around and find these different things and awaken them uh so that that it helps kind of take care of the area the forest in the area i don't know i'm just kind of reaching that at this point yeah they they didn't really show us too much about that did they no same thing with the um Um, with what was ever going on in the sky there was that big kind of meteor where it looked like a bunch of light was coming together it looked like a giant bloom deer spirit to me Oh, in the, 
the the like stars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the night sky. Yeah, they're calling it the Skyder. <laughs> but I I I think he looks more like a huge bloom deer, almost, or just a some huge deer. It, it's hard to tell. It really is. It's it looks like it's an event. Uh, and that yeah. the Eternals are, are kind of crouching down on on this big plateau high above the actual cloud line. And uh, it's... I, like a god of some sort. It's really weird to me because when I saw it, and I, I've been kind of scrubbing through the uh, scrubbing through the frames as we're talking, it looks like it's kind of appearing, but it looks like parts of the light are actually reflecting off of this, these angles. And I, and it's so weird because in my mind, when I, when I think about that, it makes me think like there's gotta be this energy that is breaking through this barrier, this kind of uh, transparent barrier. And it's going to impact on the world and cause some sort of event. But at the same time, I could totally see it being just like a big spirit that we have to interact with somehow, or we're summoning. Appease, appease it maybe by bringing um, balance. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's a different one for different areas. Yeah. And you have to, um, you know, like you said, you know, you have to bring balance to the area. And then when you do that, it gives you the ability to maybe move on to a new area or the ability to craft something new, or mm-hmm. there's really possibilities are endless. Yeah, it's so hard to know. And I love that. So I was uh, I wanted to kind of round things up and keep this episode uh, kind of kind of short up because um, this is going to be going out on Earth Day, um, and I was just kind of hoping that if folks are listening to to the podcast feed that that we kind of bring to light that, you know, this is a good time to kind of look forward to what's going to be going on with Everwild and what we know so far and how it's, it feels like these Eternals are destined to help and try take care of this, this world uh, in conjunction with the, the creatures in it. And hopefully they'll take some time to think about Earth Day and to think about what's going on in, in our world and maybe some of the things that we can do to uh, help promote some of the the positive nature and and help take care of our planet because it is kind of precious to us. We only have this one planet for now, and unless some crazy mastermind out there has uh, plans of terraforming Mars, it's going to be pretty tough for us as a as a species to to find some way to live outside of this Earth. So. Um, as we kind of uh, close things up, Owl, um, I wanted to first off just thank you for joining me for this. Uh, I put out the call, and you hopped on it and stayed true for the for the whole time that we were kind of, that I was kind of planning this out. Um, is there anywhere that uh, people can find your artwork or or get a chance to talk to you if they want to bring some ideas to to the table uh, with regard to Everwild? Oh, um, well, my Twitter is at Carrie the Legend. Um, my DMs are open, I guess. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm I'm pretty much just on Twitter. 
<laughs> Hanging around Discord. Yeah. I'm not far. You can find me if I'm. Yeah. If if you need me. And you've you've been one of the staples in in the the Sea of Thieves community for a very long time. Um, Aww. You've it, no, <laughs> I mean in the most sincere way too. You've you've literally been one of the few people that have been in the Twitter community and been with the studio and just always constantly trying to help promote uh, positivity with what's been going on and you're not afraid to, uh, to to share your thoughts and ideas and stuff and I just appreciate that because it's it's so nice to just have people that you know when when there's discussion going on seeing names that I'm familiar with and I'm like oh, I'm so glad they're still with the game I'm still so glad that they're still with the uh, the community and, and as we kind of get closer and closer towards Everwild I'm so looking forward to uh, when we're going to be able to, to kind of start diving into Everwild and really kind of breaking down our feelings and thoughts and sharing experiences there as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to discover it with, you know, you and everybody else at the same time. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're all going to be there on the first day and we're going to, uh, we're going to explore it together. We're going to discover it together. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really awesome. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for this uh, kind of special Earth Day Everwild episode. Uh, if, if you guys have any questions or concerns, you can always uh, check the show notes um, for my contact or get in, get in touch with Owl and uh, or technically carry the legend and uh, uh, let us know what you guys all think. And I think with that, uh, we'll, we'll call it good. So, uh, Owl, thank you so much. Uh, I will continue to uh, have these discussions in our Everwild community. Thank you for having me. Oh, it means a lot. Oh, thanks for, for answering the call. 